We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So after weeks of reflection and discernment, one key member of Baltimore's defense announced his decision on his future live from the Super Bowl on Sunday. And you know that player is Ravens defensive end Calais Campbell, who is officially returning to the NFL for a 16th season. This is true. I'm coming back, baby. Being that he's under contract in Baltimore through 2023, we'll discuss what this means for Mike McDonald's defense and Eric DaCosta's cap space reality i'm bobby trossett alongside sarah ellison it's monday february 13th and this is your morning ravens update from inside the vault with coaches from the two super bowl teams finally being allowed to talk with other organizations about their job vacancies don't be surprised if baltimore names their next oc as early as this week a new report indicates who John Harbaugh has his sights set on to interview next. Plus, now that Super Bowl 57 is in the books, we'll run through our biggest takeaways from the Kansas City Chiefs' 38-35 instant classic win over the Philadelphia Eagles. We have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, one of Baltimore's longest tenured NFL players is officially committed to suiting up for his 16th season in the league. Yeah, partner, 36-year-old Calais Campbell confirmed that to be true during his Sunday appearance on NFL Network at Super Bowl 57. Now, look, we both know this, as he has the last couple seasons, he definitely contemplated retirement before ultimately arriving at this decision. This right here was what he had to say last month at his end-of-season press conference on that note. I don't think it would be wise to decide so quickly. You know, I think you have to go through a process, you know, and so um, you know, I'm going to give myself, you know, a few weeks and kind of go through that process and, you know, decide, uh, you know, after that. But, um, you know, it is, it is definitely, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to walk away, you know, that's for sure. So, you know, we'll see, you know, I'll talk to the – you know, to the you know to the front office and um, talk to the coaches and you know I think uh, you know I mean there's a there's a chance you know I could be back here again next year you know it's just I gotta go through that process. Yeah, you can hear how much he probably wrestled back and forth with this decision. 
And Bobby, what do you think actually pushed him over the edge towards returning this year? I think it comes down to two things, pride and desire. Pride and that he's a future Hall of Famer who's knocking on the 100 career sack store with 99 total currently. That's certainly enough to, to keep him up at night, right? And desire and that he's still chasing that coveted Lombardi trophy. So while there's a number of things, I'm sure, underneath the umbrella, uh, to me, those are probably the two at the top. Yeah, I think you nailed it because on Sunday night during the game, he said he wanted to be in Super Bowl 58 so badly. And I know we would love that as he comes back to the Ravens. But I think we can definitely agree that Baltimore's locker room and the defense will be better for his return. I mean, just a few weeks back, we put together an episode, and it's number 166 in the archives, which featured six potential cap casualties that the Ravens could make this offseason. And Calais did make that list. So for those that missed it, Bobby, let's run through it. What is his current cap reality? And how might the team go about creating some much-needed space? Yeah, so as we mentioned earlier, Calais is under contract through 2023, but the Ravens are almost certainly going to have to reduce his $9.4 million cap hit, seeing how, one, it ranks as fifth highest on the team, two, the team is $26 million under the cap at this current moment, and three, space has to be created for Lamar Jackson's expected franchise tag, which is coming in around $45.4 million. Now, speaking of Lamar, based on how glowingly Calais spoke of his QB Sunday in Arizona, you'd have to think he's more than willing to adjust his contract as needed. Listen to this. I wonder if there's anybody here on the set who might have an opinion on the Lamar Jackson uh, scenario in Baltimore. I just happen oh. to have a big opinion. Okay. <laughs> so your opinion is, Calais? Man, this Lamar, Lamar Jackson is a phenomenal quarterback. We do not lead. He needs to stay in Baltimore. He can't go anywhere else. He should play his whole career in Baltimore. The man is a legend. He, I mean, he carries himself like a professional. I mean, he's, you know, he's maturing and growing. And, and I love playing for him. We're on the football field, and we know Lamar Jackson's back there quarterback. We believe we could beat anybody. You can't just put anybody back there and expect to, you know, be a great football team. And I know there is business and things happen. In business, you know, you're going to have times where you have to entertain ideas. And somebody might come and say, hey, we'll give you five first-round picks or whatever. But who do you replace them with? You know, there's no guarantee that when these rookie quarterbacks are coming to be under Lamar Jackson, you know, you go to get a free agent and you don't know how they're really going to fit. And really, there's no free agents out there that are Lamar Jackson. So whatever we need to do, I mean, hey, Eric, Eric DeCosta, I love you. Let's find a way to make this happen, baby. Yeah, that right there is the NFL's oldest active defensive lineman that is chasing a Super Bowl, and he knows he knows exactly what Baltimore's best chance of securing its third ring hinges on, and that's number eight's contract status. And, Bobby, I wouldn't be surprised. He's probably going to get the Marshall Yonda treatment. I don't think he's just going to have to restructure. I think that they'll probably extend him, which will reduce his 2023 rate, and maybe get that thing down to three to four million. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. And, you know, this Ravens defense has a pretty dang good chance of continuing its dominance against the run with the big fellow leading the charge up front, right? As he has in recent years since coming to Baltimore. And how about the resurgent season, too? Calais finished 2022 with 36 total tackles, five and a half sacks, 34 pressures, and 14 QB hits in 14 games. So, you know, Baltimore's defense is better for it having him around. And I know, I think we could probably all agree on a number of levels when it comes to that statement. But still to come here on the vault, the latest updates on Baltimore's next offensive coordinator search, which you would think 
should be finalized at some point in the week ahead. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So with the Super Bowl officially in the rearview mirror, John Harbaugh's search for his seventh offensive coordinator is much more likely to come to an end as early as this week, partner. Here we go. Yeah, and Bobby, the way that both the Chiefs and the Eagles offenses played Sunday night, yeah, we can see why Harbs, along with several other teams, would want to wait to make their final call before interviewing these offensive assistant coaches. This process, I mean, it could have been wrapped up much earlier. Now, as we know, they've already conducted second interviews with a handful of candidates, but it is now abundantly clear Harbaugh wanted to wait to be able to talk with some of these guys. And now he'll do just that, according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, who reported that the Ravens are expected to speak with both Eagles QB's coach Brian Johnson and Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, but what's interesting here, Bobby, is just shortly after Fowler reported this news, Adam Schefter then revealed that the Indianapolis Colts are in the process of working out a deal with Shane Steichen for their head coaching vacancy. Now, obviously, Steichen is the current Eagles offensive coordinator, so if he indeed becomes the next Colts head coach, that's going to have some ripple effects. I mean, first of all, the Eagles would need to fill their own OC spot, and Brian Johnson himself is an obvious person to just promote him from the QB coach there in Philly up to the OC position. And he's obviously had a sensational year with Jalen Hurts. And Hurts, by the way, just set Super Bowl records with the most rushing touchdowns and the most rushing yards by a quarterback in that big game. And he also scored a two-point conversion on top of it. So it makes sense. We now are seeing why Johnson has become a hot name across the league. But, man, what if he just ends up in Philly and stays there. We will see what happens there. Now, meanwhile, Steichen getting the Colts job actually improves the chances of the Ravens hiring Eric Bieniemy if that's who they ultimately want to pick because 
he previously said that he only interviewed for the head coaching jobs around the league, and Indy was certainly a possible destination. So if he for sure ends up not getting that Colts job, it means Biennemi might have to once again settle for a coordinator position. Now, we all probably saw it immediately after the game. Andy Reid, that post-game interview on the field, he was sure to give Biennemi credit and try to build up his resume. Andy, you scored on every possession of the second half. What was the difference? Well, uh, I'll give the credit to the big old line and to Pat Mahomes and all those guys around him. Eric Biennemi was phenomenal also. Yeah, that was all class there from Reid, but... You know, on the contrary, we tend to hear comments from people that almost make you question how much of the play calling is really be enemies, right? Like, or if Reed is indeed the one calling the big shots, like so many have suggested. Now, for example, former Ravens wide receiver Willie Sneed tweeted out the following on Sunday night, quote, Andy Reid's calling these plays fire emojis. Don't get it twisted, close quote. But that's just one man's opinion who hasn't played under him. So take that for what it's worth. Meanwhile, let's not forget that Johnson and Biennemi are not the only two coaches the Ravens were interested in interviewing from these two teams. The Athletics' Jeff Zarebic is on record for reporting last week that Harbaugh may also want to speak with Chiefs senior offensive assistant and quarterbacks coach Matt Nagy and or receivers coach Joe Blameyer. And then from the Eagles, in addition to Brian Johnson, Harbaugh may also want to interview pass game coordinator Kevin Petullo. So all of a sudden, this list is looking pretty lengthy, Sarah, as we hopefully reach uh, the final week of, of interviewing. And Bobby, that's just a list from these two teams. Let's not forget, I mean, yes, the Ravens waited, but it doesn't absolutely mean that they're going to sign one of the coaches from these Super Bowl teams because, uh, I mean, who knows what their interests are? The Ravens haven't even been able to talk to him before now, so we don't know what their interest in goals are. Plus, there's a number of candidates that already got not just first, but second interviews in Baltimore, and that includes Georgia offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. Then there's Minnesota Vikings pass game coordinator and tight ends coach Brian Angelico. And then there's former Ravens wide receiver and tight ends coach and then current Wisconsin offensive coordinator Bobby Ingram. (laughs) By the way, the list still isn't done because Seattle Seahawks quarterback coach Dave Canales and Denver Broncos offensive coordinator Justin Outen, they were both reportedly in town just last week. So a lot of the heavy lifting has already been done as far as interviews go by John Harbaugh. And now that the NFL 2022 season is officially in the books, watch for the dominoes to start falling rapidly. All right, Bobby, Super Bowl 57, it did not disappoint when it comes to just the entertainment value from Sunday night in Arizona. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this one had a little bit of everything, including field condition drama, like field quality or lack thereof. I mean, go figure. It's the Super Bowl, and you got guys literally sliding and falling all over the field. Um, you know, in all honesty, the NFL is lucky that no one was seriously injured, but that's a conversation for another time, and hopefully they figure it out the next time they play in Arizona because that's been sort of a recurring issue based on what I've read. But Sarah, this game lived up to all the hype, and all of a sudden, 27-year-old Patrick Mahomes is a two-time NFL MVP and two-time Super Bowl MVP. He is now the standard, and 
the way in which he battled through that high ankle sprain <laughs> while doing all of this is just uh, the, the stuff of legend. We're going to be hearing about it for years to come. Well, and you got to give credit somewhere else too, not just Mahomes, but how about that offensive line from Kansas City? That line allowed zero, zero sacks. And not just to anybody, but to a team that posted the second most sacks in a single season in all of NFL history. So that was absolutely paramount given Mahomes' ankle. Oh, no question. And, you know, Andy Reid and his staff, including offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, they deserve a ton of credit for the halftime adjustments they successfully tweaked. I mean, this stat is insane here. Kansas City had the ball for four total possessions in the first half, and they came away with just seven points. But we're talking about a completely night and day turnaround in the second half. They put up 31 points with the same amount of possessions. So it was just a coaching and scheme masterclass, especially when it came to goal line strategizing and scheming. They had guys wide open all over the field at all times. And it was just a ton of fun to watch. But Sarah, in other news, this game, like any big game, didn't come without its controversies. For one, I'm definitely not all that clear on what the process of a catch is, according to NFL officiating. But more importantly, the fact that this contest, in a way, came down to that holding call on James Bradbury and his coverage of Juju Smith-Schuster on Kansas City's game-winning drive was just hard to watch. I mean, I know technically by the book, yes, it was a holding call. But, man, uh, I would have been in the boat, uh, certainly the neutral boat of wanting to let him play, and the fact that uh, this was kind of a game-altering decision, you just wish that the officials would have swallowed their whistle on that one. Yeah, I mean, it was tough all around, especially because it seemed like Patrick Mahomes' ball. It seemed like it was kind of uncatchable for Juju Smith. But, I mean, if James Bradbury, if he's going to admit that it was holding, then to me then the refs got it right at the end of the day if he's not even complaining about it. And before we close, we'd certainly be remiss not to mention two former Ravens, Orlando Brown Jr. and big baby Brandon Williams. They are now first-time Super Bowl champions. So congratulations, fellas, and enjoy the week. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with the biggest breaking news of the weekend about Lamar Jackson from the NFL Network's trio of reporters in Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofolo, and Tom Pelissero. Oh, except once you click in their article, you realize not a single piece of news was written. Instead, you just read through the same old scenarios we've been talking about for months, you know, of whether you can sign Lamar, franchise Lamar, or trade Lamar. But then they just slapped on per sources next to those scenarios, so I guess that was news. Now, listen... I'm just having fun with this specific article because don't get me wrong, I have huge respect for Rappaport, Garofolo, and Palacero. They break a lot of reliable NFL news, and I will continue to cite them when that happens. But it's clear that these three reporters and their sources, along with many other reporters, don't know anything about Lamar and the Ravens negotiations, just like the rest of us, just like you and me, Bobby, except we don't act like we do know. And it would be nice if the national media also pre stopped pretending like they know. Elsewhere, Chad Ochocinco Johnson tweeted this over the weekend, quote, I effing met Mark Andrews and I acted like a groupie and I'm not ashamed because he deserves his flowers as one of the best at his position, close quote. And finally, Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown before the Super Bowl game, he was asked who the toughest DB he's played against is. 
and he gave major respect to Marlon Humphrey. This sound comes from Malik Wright of the Sit Down Show. Name the toughest defensive back that you've had to go against. I say Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, I say Marlon Humphrey because he's just a, he's a physical DB. He plays with his hands, plays with his feet. He's aggressive. He's always there, like in the middle of the route. So he's like annoying. You, you got to keep, keep like knocking his hand down. And when you catch the ball, like you got to be ready for the peanut, peanut punch. So he, he's he's a lot to, to deal with. Thanks for listening to the Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com backslash Ravens Vault Podcast. As you may know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you will give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. Yeah, and we'd also love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising, you can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today, but we will be back Tuesday with the Ravens news you need to know.